morning. Uh, my name is Randy Skolton and I'm on staff here at Orchard. And I'm really excited to be with you on this, what feels like a fall day. I love Tim's question, what do you love most about fall? Because what I love most about fall actually is what comes after. Um, I love snow. And fall means one thing, that snow's coming. And it's okay to boo that, I know. Uh, I'm the only person, I'm a weirdo. I love snow, I love winter. It's my favorite time of year. Anyway, uh, welcome to those of us also that are uh, watching online. We are in week two of a series, Allowed to Journey. And last week, Dave talked about this, uh, moving through the stages of faith and what that looks like for each of us. And he used this simplified, kind of what we call a slinky version. And we've used this for years here at Orchard. And I wanna encourage you, uh, he, we actually have these more detailed versions out at our Welcome Center. Uh, and I encourage you to pick that up. I actually think that it'll be helpful as we move through the rest of this series. It'll help you navigate the rest of it, uh, and most importantly, um, that we're each invited on our own journey of faith. And the theme throughout this entire series, I actually just love it. It's wherever you are on your journey is where you are. No matter where you are on this, the question for you is what is the next step forward for you in following Jesus? And so I'm a nerd, and I love that invitation that we're all invited to follow Jesus. And so I have a math and science brain. I love facts and data. So naturally, I'm like, hmm, how many times are we actually invited to follow Jesus in the Gospels? Uh, and nerd fact this morning, he actually said, follow me. 13 times in the Gospels. And here's the cool thing. His invitation has never changed. Not then and not now. So what does that look like for you? And what does that look like for me to follow him and move through these stages of faith? And so this morning, we're gonna focus on, uh, you know, with this slinky in mind, we're gonna focus on three things. And that's gonna be defining moments, doorways to faith, and a deeper relationship. And our main focus is actually gonna be this doorways of faith. And really what we're gonna be talking about, uh, and also in the Apostle Paul story, we're gonna be moving in and out of each of these simultaneously with that one focus on the doorways. And the doorways are gonna be what we walk through to hear the good news of the gospel, to follow Jesus and grow deeper in our relationship with him. But before we get into those, let me ask, have you ever had this misconception? At least in some point in your faith journey, have you had this misconception that if I follow Jesus, things, my life is gonna be easy? Have you at any point in your faith journey thought that? You can even go so far as to say, if I follow Jesus, it's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be awesome, and dare I say, perfect. I do believe that following Jesus is amazing and great and awesome, but it's not easy at times, is it? And most certainly, not perfect. In fact, we're not promised either of those things. In fact, in John 16, Tim already stole my verse for this morning, so I need to get that out there. It says, I've told you all of this 
so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We have never been promised a painless world. It says it right here in scripture. We will have pain and suffering. God never promised us perfection. I mean, I don't even think that God exists. The God that says, you will have no pain, you will have no suffering. So what do we do? What do we do when we find ourselves in those moments of pain and suffering? How do we keep trusting? How do we keep going? How do we keep following him? Throughout the Bible, we see all kinds of stories of intense faith and trust in God, even in the midst of horrible situations. I mean, it's just woven throughout scripture. The glorious and beautiful promises of God fulfilled right alongside pain and suffering. God's people experienced torture, mocking, beatings, imprisonment, stoning, pain, and suffering. Yet, they trusted confidently in Christ. We experience God in both good and bad. But it seems, at least for me, I don't know, but it seems that in our pain and suffering is when we're the most aware of his presence. And I think C.S. Lewis says it best. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So let's dive into these three things, defining moments, doorways to faith, and deeper relationships, as I believe they're gonna help us in understanding our own faith journey, where we've been and where we perhaps need to go. So defining moments. These are the things, like the things that change everything. Something happened, it's disruptive, and it creates lots of change, sometimes good and sometimes bad. And I just, for clarity purposes this morning, these don't have to be like some crazy, huge, monumental event in your life. I don't want you to think that. They can be a series of small things happening over time, or maybe some promptings, little moments over the course of your journey. Doorways to faith. I mean, I kind of see doorways to faith, at least in my own experience, it's our response. It's how we respond to the defining moments. Or it might be a response into a, excuse me, or it might not be in response to a defining moment. It might just be that first step that you've decided to take in following Jesus. It might be that first step that you've taken to just dive into the gospel or even to step into church. And then deeper relationship. This is the end goal, but really never end, right? It's never, you never reach your end of that journey. But as a result of walking through those doorways of faith, you grow deeper in your relationship with yourself, with others, and ultimately Jesus. So let's talk about defining moments. Like, let's just name some of those. What does that even mean? Like I said, good or bad, some defining moments can be the birth of a child, getting married to that amazing person sitting next to you, can be the loss of a child, a spouse, a family member. Could be the loss of a marriage, the loss of a future due to career loss, loss of your health. And because of these defining moments, we find ourselves looking up 
for the first time in a really long time, and maybe for the very first time ever. And perhaps you're back in church today for the first time in a really long time, or this is your very first time here, because you're currently in the midst of your own circumstance that is disruptive and causing lots of change in your life. You might just be in your own defining moment right now. You find yourself now more open to receiving the mercy and grace of God because you thought you had it all figured out and then realized you didn't. You were fine until you weren't. And because of these defining moments, so many doorways, if we actually pay attention, have now opened. And the question is, are you gonna walk through the door to grow deeper and closer in your relationship with Christ, or are you gonna turn and walk away? You see, when we're faced with defining moments, most often due to pain and suffering, not always, but most often, we have two choices. We can lean in or we can lean away. We can go through the doorway or we can turn and we can walk away. So my challenge for you is to leverage that pain and suffering and be bold enough to walk through the doorway to grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. We all have doorways that have led us to where we are. Some of us, we probably have had more than one doorway. Likely we probably have. And let's take a, quickly take a look at what I mean by doorways. And so we've uh, discussed those defining moments. Now we have to decide what that next step is, right? That next step in our faith journey. And that all depends on the doorway we choose. So we created uh, this beautiful little piece of art um, in one of our, maybe, uh, in one of our teaching team moments. Nope, maybe not this beauty right here. Um, I'd love to take credit for this, but I'm not. Uh, I also stole this from Dave, um, so this is his creation. And as we discuss faith journeys uh, in that room, we obviously found that we all had different ones, right? We all went through different doorways uh, to actually hear and to learn about the good news of the gospel. And in these moments when we stepped through these doorways, we either turned to God and our faith increased, or we turned away from God and our faith decreased. And so I just wanna preface though, again, that these doorways can be at various points in our faith journey. It can be at the very beginning, like some of these, and I'll talk through these in a minute, where we actually just started following Jesus, or it can be throughout our lives because of what? Defining moments. Something significant happened that was so disruptive. And so here are the various doorways that we actually discussed in that room today, and uh, on that day. And these were just some of the ways uh, that some individuals actually came to know the good news of the gospel. And some of them, it was to get to heaven, to get love, to please my parents. I mean, that's the thing, right? Some people walked through the doorway of forgiveness because they had been sitting in sin for so long that they just needed to seek forgiveness. In some, it was to find their purpose. One individual walked through that doorway to avoid hell. I mean, that was their legitimate reason. In some, it just made sense. In others, it was for healing. Maybe your doorway of faith is something completely different. Maybe it's been through serving 
a mission trip, mission work, a relationship with someone else. There is no wrong doorway of faith as long as it leads you to grow in a relationship with Jesus. And so I've spent some time reflecting on this uh, diagram here and I realized that healing is the most profound doorway that I have ever walked through. And I'll tell you, I'm not done yet. I'm still on that journey. It's required an enormous amount of faith and an extremely high amount of trust to take the action to change, to create growth in myself, relentlessly follow Jesus in the midst of the hardest, most painful point in my life and in my faith journey. And that was the loss of a marriage. You see, faith is an intense form of trust, trusting God's promises. And friends, during this time in my life, I didn't trust anyone. In fact, I don't even think I trusted God. And so for me to trust, to increase my faith and grow deeper in my relationship with Christ, I had to heal. And healing is my doorway in a response to an extremely disruptive, defining moment in my life. What is yours? What is your defining moment? And what doorway did you walk through to take the next step in your faith journey to grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus? And maybe you haven't walked through the doorway yet. Maybe you're sitting here in a defining moment and you're not sure you even wanna take the next step. And that's okay. This is your journey and this is really hard stuff. I mean, think about it. Jesus created defining moments specifically for some of his disciples to see how his followers would respond to kind of test them. Which doorway will they choose to follow him? And what I have found is the right doorway or response, the one that changes me, stretches me, grows me in my faith with Jesus is usually the hardest one. And it's usually the hardest one because it requires so much more of me. It requires me to go beyond just believing and actually following him. Following Jesus requires so much more. It requires me to live a certain way and to live it out every single day. Easy road or hard road, we are commanded to follow him, not just believe in him. And I think, I'm, there are lots of hard stories in the Bible, but I'm not sure there's a more powerful, harder journey of faith story in the Bible like that of the Apostle Paul. While we don't have time to go into his entire uh, story this morning in every detail, we're gonna look at just a little snippet of it because I think it's an incredible story of transformation. It actually has defining moments and the courage, boldness, and obedience to walk through the doorway to not only believe in Jesus, but to actually follow him. Living it out every single day. Paul did this, preaching, healing, and becoming one of the central figures in creating the universal church. Defining moments, walking through the doorway to grow deeper in his faith, deeper in his relationship with himself, other followers, and ultimately Jesus. I mean, think about this for a moment. The Apostle Paul, or Saul as he was referred to prior to his conversion, you have Paul, 
who was a persecutor of Christians. He literally went out, he hunted them down, he imprisoned them, and he actually approved of killing of Christians. In Acts it says, Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. But here's the crazy thing, is God used all this pain and suffering and persecution to spread the good news. And it spread like wildfire. It had an effect similar to pouring water on a grease fire. The movement spread further, and the zeal for telling the good news about Jesus and the kingdom of God only grew more intense, despite everything Paul was doing. Rather than stomping it out, it fueled its growth beyond measure, beyond comprehension. And so finally, in his anger, Paul was authorized by the Jewish leaders the right to travel to Damascus in Syria in order to continue his persecution of Christians. And it was on this journey that he was transformed. In Acts it says this, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Now Paul actually refers to this experience as the start of his new life in Christ, the start of his faith journey in following Jesus. Through a disruptive defining moment, everything changed. And Paul's next step was to walk through the doorway of obedience obedience to Christ. He confessed his sin, surrendered his life, and resolved to obey him. And I just think, I mean, honestly, it's a crazy powerful story. And so let's keep going just a little bit further. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Three days. He remained this way for three days until Ananias was commanded by Jesus to go and heal Paul. This is just mind-blowing to me. Can you even imagine being Ananias? I mean, having to heal the man who's been persecuting your own brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, if it's me, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'd be like, no, not today, God. Not doing it. But Ananias, I mean, clearly he didn't say that. But I imagine he wanted to. I mean, but here's what he actually said. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Don't miss this piece. His chosen instrument to proclaim his name and not without suffering in his name. Following Jesus brings great blessings, but 
often great suffering too. He promises to be with us through pain and suffering and not despairs from them. So when Paul was healed, it actually states that he was baptized, he spent time there with his disciples, and then at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. What a beautiful, beautiful example all of this is of how a defining moment can change everything. Paul had a defining moment. He walked through a doorway of faith and had a deep, deep relationship with Christ. And if it can happen to Paul, despite all of his stuff and everything he did, I know it can happen to each of us over and over and over again throughout our faith journey. So for a brief moment, I'm gonna circle back um, to my own faith journey. As I mentioned, healing was the doorway that I had to walk through about 16 or 17 years ago. And as I also said, it's probably been my most profound doorway to date. And I wanna make it really clear that a journey's a journey uh, for a reason. It's not instantaneous, it doesn't happen overnight. In reality for me, uh, it was about an eight year journey I had to figure out where I had been in order to figure out where I was going. You see, after my first marriage ended, my world was turned upside down. It was a defining moment for me and also for my kids. Everything changed. And you should also know, during this time, I had just walked back into church after having been gone for over 10 years. And it wasn't that I didn't believe in Jesus. I simply wasn't actively following him. I was fine until I wasn't. And I had two choices. Lean in, lean away. Walk through the door or walk away. I knew I needed to walk through the doorway and do the work. And it has been hard, hard work, friends. But so deeply worth it. I first had to start with learning to trust Jesus, then myself, and then other people. Uh, I actually laugh, and I've actually shared it from this stage, that not trusting people is my comfort zone. I'm still a work in progress on that one, as I'm sure many of you are. But I'll tell you what I'm not. I'm not afraid to boldly follow Jesus. I'm not afraid to walk through the doorways. I'm not afraid of the pain and suffering that comes with following him sometimes. I'm actually hopeful and I'm actually overjoyed as I look ahead. I find so much peace and joy in surrounding myself with amazing, amazing Christ followers who hold me accountable, whom I trust so deeply with my heart, who accept me for who I am, even all the ugly parts. So as I continue to journey, I just wanna share one last piece of scripture with you. Um, that many of you know, but for some reason, it's yet to be determined. Uh, I've just been wrestling with it lately, and so I just want to leave you with this. In the book of Hebrews, it says, a huge cloud of witnesses is all around. So let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw off any sin that holds on to us tightly, and let us keep running the race marked out for us. Let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who started this journey of faith, and he is the one who completes the journey of faith. He paid no attention to the shame on the cross. 
He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. Then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He made it through these attacks by sinners. So think about him. Then you won't get tired and you won't lose hope. So let's allow each other our own faith journey. When you're faced head on with something that just rocks your world, surround yourself with other Christ followers to help you contextualize your own defining moment and have the courage. Have the courage and the boldness to walk through the doorway, whatever that looks like for you, to grow closer and deeper in your relationship with Jesus. And remember, as some of the scripture has said today, he's already overcome this world. Keep looking to Jesus because there is so much joy in looking forward. Don't lose hope. I challenge you to walk through the doorway boldly toward him. All right, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, um, thank you for your son. Thank you for what he did on the cross, Lord. Um, Thank you for every moment that you give us to see you and to feel your presence. Um, Lord, help us to have the courage, help us to have the strength and the boldness um, to walk through the doors that you open for us to know you and to grow in our relationship with you and with others. And so Lord, I just pray today that um, you'll be with those who might be sitting here in their own defining moment and they're just not sure what that next step is. I just pray, Lord, that you will lead them and show them the doorway. In your son's name, amen.